welcome back, everybody, to the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. It's been a while, my friend. It's been a while. I'm Chris Witt. With me, as always, Mr. Adam Schmidt, back over the Zoom. Adam, how you feeling, big dog? Feeling wonderful. How about yourself? Doing, doing pretty good. Ready for 2021 to be over. Yeah. Ready for 2021 to be over. A lot of crazy stuff. We haven't been on the last couple of weeks. I want to thank everybody and anybody that has heard and has said anything to uh, to me. I appreciate all the thoughts. Uh, today is a special day, Adam. It is Wednesday, December 29. Yes, sir. And there's no TH after December 29. It's only December 29. It will always be December 29. Absolutely. Paul Witt, Paul Witt today would be 53 years old. Uh, God rest your soul, my brother. And uh, yeah, that's that's all I got about that. So and he and he'd tell you about uh, and he'd tell you about Synergy Field uh, blowing up on his birthday. You know? Yep, that's exactly yeah. right. They blew up <laughs> Synergy Field on his birthday, and we were there as close as you could get without being in the rubble. That's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> great time, great times, man. That's a good one. I forgot all about that. That's right. They blew up Synergy Field. It was a decent day too. It was a halfway yeah, yeah. nice day. Sun was out. You were you were there, weren't you? I uh, don't you think with I was, us? Eric Kaggle was with us. Kag, Kaggle bro was in that was in the house. I don't think I was there. I don't no. think it was. Uh, it was a good time. We had a good time. It was cool because you could hear when when they blew up Riverfront Stadium uh, or Synergy, whatever you want to call it. When they blew that thing up, they like set off a bunch of you know bombs or explosives, and it went in a circle around the stadium. Yep, and you heard like 10 of them. You saw the smoke immediately. And then you heard the bomb, the, the explosions go off because you couldn't be anywhere near the thing. Right. It was one of the coolest things. And it just slowly collapsed in a circle. It was really cool. Uh, it, it, it looked like dominoes. Was, like how yep, we used to set up like dominoes, dominoes and, and do yep. it. Yeah. That's what it looked like. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then it went down. So, uh, yeah. Happy birthday, Paul. Wait, it's been a rough few weeks. Um, but we're back, man. We're back. It's Christmas. We, we, we've been through Christmas. A lot of people aren't doing Christmas because the Rona's done ran rampant and ran rampant. I didn't run rampant, but it went through my house. I got one of the kids. Somehow we all came out on top of that bad boy. Mm -hmm. uh, but just to be safe, we're going to do at least one more week uh, here from the, from the old Zoomer room and uh, go that well. That's right. Happy to be it's first back. time I ever said Zoomer room anyway. Uh, but we got <laughs> some things like, to do. Well, that so didn't sound like a Chris Wittism. <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna talk. Yeah, we call it something else, like a room room or something. But uh we'll we got uh we got I want to talk about Christmas gifts. We want to talk about we've got our Mount Rushmore, we've got our NFL picks as we always do. Uh got some uh pretty interesting thing going on in the NBA. Uh and then Lance Woods, we watched him do undeniable, and uh, we'll go from there. So Adam. Before we get started, bud, Christmas was last week, uh -huh. I believe, right? Saturday. I guess technically that was still last week. Four days ago. Yeah. Uh, four days ago. Christmas four days ago. Um, tell me, bud, did you get anything good? So so we have some illness through our family, too. So I, I, I haven't gotten all of the gifts. But one of the gifts that I know I will be getting from my brother is one that I bought myself. Nice. <laughs> Cause the poor guy, they haven't been able to, to get out much cause everybody's been sick in their house. So, um, but I'm very excited to open the box of 1992 Fleer ultra baseball cards, uh, that I will be receiving from him <laughs> that I bought a few days ago. Um, and, uh, I, I'm going to be very excited about that. I'll have 36 more packs to open. Um, 
And, I love it. Uh, I'm, that's, I'm pumped. Dude, that's the baseball cards. You can't get much better gift than that, especially especially when you get back at the old school. Do you have a set? Do you have a, a set going for that? Do you know what cards you're missing? So no, I I I have plenty of those, um, and I don't know. I I'll have to I have to go back and that find that binder and see what I ha- see what I need. Um, and I have to do that. Yeah. Cause I just redid last year, just redid my, all my cards and, and put them all in order and everything. So it should be easy to do. Uh, so I'm excited for that too. I also got two ornaments that Ooh. I was very excited about. So one is, um, a, so my favorite movie of all time is Willy Wonka and the chocolate factory, even at almost sure. 40 years old. Um, and I got the original, the Gene Wilder, the Gene Wilder, not the Gene Wilder one, Willy Wonka in the chocolate factory, not Charlie in the chocolate factory. Yes. Um, so I got a, I got a ornament of my name in the Willy Wonka font and it has like a Wonka bar attached to the, to the M or something like that. It's, it's super cool. Nice. I got that. And then at my, at my, on my dad's side of the family, we had a a little get together and, um, we all wore masks for that. Um, and, but we did get together. Not everybody was there. I love love how you have to, I love how you, how you, uh, how you prefaced it. Well, I did. And and I was actually glad I'm not glad for the reason, but we, we had it at uh, my aunt's house and her husband, my uncle, um, has cancer and he's been going through chemo. So extra important to, to make sure he stays, Dude, it's so important for that. Just had a, a good buddy of my dad's just passed away not that long ago. He had he had cancer and ended up catching the Rona and was on a ventilator for over a month and kicked the bucket. So definitely good. Better to be better to be safe than sorry when you have people like that that you're going to be around. That's right. So so that was a good thing. Uh, and then there I got I do I wasn't so we do a white elephant. I ended up with uh, with a Skyline gift card. And which is perfect for me. And then, um, yeah. and, and then I turned the, I turned the boom mic on and now it's picking up everything that gets yelled in the whole house. <laughs> I turned perfect. it on. Cause as we always, as this tradition for the Christmas slash new year's podcast, Parker James is always, my boy is always down in the, in the rum dum studios. He's over here playing a little 2k 22, 2k 22. Is that right? Nice. 2K22. So I set a little mic up next to him so you can hear if he's got anything he wants to remark. Perfect. I can't wait. Uh, so, but I got a score. So, uh, 45 to 37. I'm winning. Who are you? I'm Lakers. Who are you playing? Raptors. Nice. Uh, okay. Uh, Lakers, I don't know if Raptors. that's realistic for right now because the Lakers can't win a game, but. Um, we'll t- we, we may talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, so to finish quickly, uh, my aunt, when we were done with all that, I thought that was the only because we don't really hand out gifts for everybody because we have a huge family on that side, too. My right. aunt came up to me and said, here, and she's given out all these little little things to everybody. She gives it to me. I open it up. It is an ornament with a little like wallet size photo of my grandparents on my dad's side of their wedding day. What? Oh, I love it, man. So that is cool. so awesome. Love it. Oh yeah. my gosh. They've Grandpa been gone Smith for 20. Yeah, they've been gone for 20 years, but they uh, usually somebody every year comes up with something. My sister a few years ago uh, had these little like jars made, like the glass jars made up because my grandma had one in her house for uh, forever and she always had M&Ms in it. It was filled with M&Ms. And I think it said like Merry Christmas on it or something like that. 
And yeah. she always joked with us, like we would go to, we would want to get M&Ms out of there. And she said, no, you can't have those. Those are for Ho-Ho, meaning Santa. And so that was the running joke. And then of course she would let us have as many as we want. Um, of course. But so my, so my sister had these glass jars that were similar, that very similar to the one my grandma had. And she had printed on there. Those are, these are for Ho-Ho or something like that. So for like three years in a row, it was really popular. Everybody wanted her, her to get one made and she put them in the white elephant. She got us one, all us uh, in the, in the immediate family, one of my favorite Christmas gifts as well. So we usually every year, somebody does something involving my grandparents. uh, And that was super awesome, man. Anyway, what what, what did you get? What did you get that you got excited about? You know, I got, I got, you know, I got some good stuff, but I'm going to tell you, I got the one thing that I, I asked for one thing this year and I, and I, and I pulled it out and I got the old, uh, I got the old gun, the old massage gun. Okay. I hate massages. I'm not a big fan of massages. People are either too light and it tickles me like crazy or it's too deep and it hurts like a son of a gun. So I got one of these little kicker guns, you know, little, little, it's got a ton of attachments. You only ever see the ball on the end, but it's got a bunch of them, but yeah. So uh, I can I can adjust the speed to myself. I can do it. Feel feel good about it. I, I have not used it yet, but okay. pretty excited about that. I got to tell you, my favorite gift though wasn't even mine. Parker, my son, got uh, a box of Tops Twenty One uh, Series Two baseball cards, and he allowed me to help him open them. We opened them together. And when we were done, we sorted them out. We had, you know, we got the relics out of there. You got all the fancy cards. We know we we got everything all situated. We were one card short from the full set. Uh, We have not got that card yet, even though we've looked through uh, a couple times and had my nephew take a look at his doubles too. He didn't have one of the one we needed. Anybody's got a Sam Huff, Sam Huff rookie card, uh, catcher for the Rangers. we've got a sam huff but it's not the it's an insert it's not a it's not the the card in the actual set so anyway uh we got those and then you know parker likes opening them and he loves putting them in the sleeves but uh i really like sorting them all out and putting them in binders binder pages and putting it in a binder so I got myself uh, 100 and 130 binder sleeves and uh, started. Uh, I, I actually we were a little late today because I was upstairs putting the rest of what we had in in sleeves. So I got the I got the whole second series in there, series two, series one. We've got about half half the half the uh, cards for series one. I got those put in there in order, and the update series I've got almost done, and that I haven't put in the sleeves yet. The holiday series, which Walmart for one month in february february no for one month in november i think it is december november i don't know they they only put it out for one month and it's a box you can only get it at walmart it's the holiday series tops and it's got like snowflakes in the background you still get your your relic inserts and a bunch of other stuff but parker and my nephew from my dad each got a box of those. So now I got to go put those into a sleeves in the sleeves too, dude. I'm running out of pages, binder pages quick, quick. I don't know if I should just start buying the little plastic sleeves, which I got. I did end up buying 300 of those. 900, 900. There's three packs of 300. So I have 900 of those. I'm thinking about just sleeving every single card and putting them in a box. Very nice. I, Chris, when I did that, I might've told you that. 
when I did that with my cards, exactly what you're talking about, putting them in, in binders, sorting them all out. Yeah. I spent hundreds and hundreds of dollars on sleeves no and joke, binders. Cause no I, joke. I went and I went full. I got the, I got the best binders I could find. I got the, I got the pro ultra or ultra pro or whatever the, the nice, the really good. I wish I would have done that with the, I wish I would have done that with the, with the pages, the binder pages, because so the first pack, I bought a pack, we had a pack of 30 and I got, you know, you can get, you know, 300 and almost 300 cards in there or whatever. So I had almost, so I had, almost the whole second series put in that outside of the 600 cards which are 600 to 660 so 601 to 660 i couldn't fit in i, I didn't have enough sleep so i've had those sitting there and i bought a pack of a hundred on amazon it was a bad move okay. amazon basics or whatever you call it you know, i guess is okay. what they were i didn't even realize it they're they're real they're they're not they're flimsy they're more flimsy like the cards if you turn them sideways not even upside down just sideways they'll start coming out so i'm definitely going to invest in much better sleeves uh, much better binder pages uh later on but that that's probably my favorite thing i've been messing with that like crazy i've been playing with those cards so now i'm in dude i'm 100 in parker you 100 in what? on baseball cards yeah yeah. So outside of that, uh, another, my other favorite, Parker got NBA 2K22 and he got FIFA 22. My most favorite game. His most favorite game. Uh, so he has 20, he had 2021 NBA, NBA 2K21. And uh, I told my wife the other day, he's not. No, it's NBA 2K20. The, 20. the one upstairs is 20. The, uh, the old yeah. one was 20. All right. The old yeah. one was 20, which makes sense because the Lakers were <laughs> unstoppable in that. And that would have been when LeBron and AD first got together. So he beats me. He beat me in it. And I came downstairs and I looked at Aaron and I, this is right before Christmas. And I said, we need to, we need to get this gift opened up because I legit got beat by Parker. <laughs> she said what i said he legit beat me like i tried my hardest the entire game and he legit beat me and now we got 2k22 which is just slightly different and we've been back and forth he's beat me pretty good i beat him pretty good so we're learning how to lose in 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 sports games which is a little tough for parker right (laughs) kind of he says yes it's a little tough for the p-man when he loses which is kind of a good thing because no, you want to win. Not. Well, you want to win. I want you to want to win, but you also have to be a good loser. And what do I do when I lose? Cry. I do not cry. <laughs> I look right at him. I shake his hand and tell him good game. <laughs> tell him good. Now during the game. Yeah. I get pissed off during the game. <laughs> I start yelling and I jump up off the, off the chair, off his bed. And I'm all kinds of irritated, but so no, those, I, I, that's, I love every bit of those. And I know there's more and I'm sure. Oh, I got a, um, uh, world's best dad mug from from one of the girls so that's always you know you gotta love that very nice very nice there you go let me, let me ask you on that game do they have like can you be old teams yes you can be, that's what I'd be excited about so every team has like three teams with it right they've got like one or two of the best years that they ever had right okay. And then they'll have an all-time team. So, like, you could be the Bucks, you could be the Bucks 
from uh, like Sam Cassell years uh, or, or, or Oscar Robertson years. Is that right? No. What? Who's the other guy on the Bucks? Who? What's a Bucks team that was really good? Who else? Cinder would have been a uh, Kareem. Kareem. Maybe it's one of those years. He just said Ukakakagobako for the Bucks because that's one of the teams I beat him with Giannis Antetokounmpo. There you go. He destroyed me. He's giant. <laughs> real life. That's how he is in real life. Too. Giant. It's real life, brother. That's real life. <laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah. So here's the deal. They had in 20 in 2K20, LeBron is in as point guard. Okay. That's okay. where they have him on the Lakers as the point guard. Therefore, the point guard on the other team automatically guards him. And he just blows, beats him up. So what we I went on when I played with the Bucks and I switched to who they was guarding and I made it to Giannis automatically guards LeBron. All of a sudden, LeBron wasn't so good anymore. LeBron <laughs> wasn't dropping 45. He dropped. LeBron dropped 45 on me one game. It's ridiculous. Luca was not the same in 2020 as he is in 2022. Oh, Luca is not the same at all. He's way better in 2022. <laughs> so anyway, so that's yeah, that's been a blast. 2K20, um, when um when Luca tries to um, make a three, you miss. Yeah. In 2K20, Luca missed a lot. Well, that's I don't know if you can hear now. him or not. Can he you hear him anymore. on that? Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> Not good. Uh, all right, so that's that. Yeah, that's what that was fun. It was good. Um, but you know what else? Speaking of 2K and speaking of NBA, you were you had you said you told me you didn't want to let me know what it was, but you think that there is something, a record to that's gonna be broken this year that hasn't been talked about that's bigger than the Steph Curry all-time three-point record. What? Yeah, and I'm glad I got that reaction. Uh, because <laughs> so true. I, I mean, no. historically, no, Steph Curry's a, one of the best three years. Three years. He's one of the best three years. Steph Curry's he, one of the best three. Years. He's the very best. But he is the best. That is one thing in a it's game. Not, it's actually true. It is true. He doesn't so, miss a three. I, we got it. You got it. You're right. <laughs> You're right. He doesn't miss a three. I 100 percent agree with that. All right, so in the years past, Parker would just sit here and be quiet while we did the podcast. Now we've got now we've got uh, Chatty Cathy. <laughs> we invited him. We might, okay. to, we might have to mute his mic every now and then. Yeah. No, but the 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 thing that is coming up, the record that is about to be broken, that I think is is even bigger. Now it's not as exciting, but an even bigger, uh, more meaningful kind of record is the NBA the all time coaching wins. And Greg Popovich, who if you've listened to every episode of this podcast for all these years, you probably know that I'm a, a Greg Popovich apologist or whatever you want to call me, a shill or whatever. Uh, but anything he does is, is gold to me. So, um, and even though the Spurs aren't the same Spurs as they used to be, they're, they're down a little bit, but they're very, they have an exciting young core. I'm not going to get on the Spurs. Greg Popovich is 11 wins away from breaking the coaching record or breaking the wins record for coaches um he still has so he's third right now but um but but lenny wilkins is second and three more is don nelson so don nelson has the most wins but he only has three more than second place lenny wilkins so don nelson and yes. lenny wilkins are one and two That's you want to know why this isn't being talked about because the top two guys are Don Nelson and Lenny Wilkins. 
Don Nelson. They're, they're it's not really... like he's passing up Phil Jackson or Red Auerbach. Well, he already did that a while ago. I know. That's what I'm saying. Those are more important victories than Don Nelson. That's just the, the reason Lenny Wilkins has that many victories is because he coached till he was for like 67 years. He coached every single team in the NBA. I'm pretty but, sure he did. But look, Don Nelson coached coached those the, the, the high octane mm-hmm. offense teams. He, he was the coach during the Golden State Warriors when they were really, really good. The the even even went from the the Chris Mullen era into the Chris Weber era uh, and the Latrell Sprewell and that that whole era there when they were scoring 110 points a game and or probably more than that uh, and then and winning a ton of games and then he coached Dallas for a, for a long time when for, when Nowitzki were first there was that yeah 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 and even before that when Jason Kidd and 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 Jamal Mashburn and Jim Jackson those guys were there he coached he coached. Uh, some good teams for a long time and uh and, and you're right Lenny Wilkins but they were both really good coaches I mean they both were they both won a ton of games because they're not had taking anything away from them yeah. not taking anything away from them but when you think of Don Nelson you don't think he's the greatest coach of all time no you're right about that you're right but, I wouldn't even I mean, put I, is he top 10 I don't know maybe he's top 10 but but I think of pop as top five coach of all time Absolutely. So it, it's going to mean more once he breaks it and someone gets close to him. That will mean more than him actually getting this record, Which, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. And, and, and look, he, he has – I don't – Don Nelson may have won a championship. I'm not even sure he did. Lenny Wilkins. As I, a player, to, you mean? No, I, no, as a coach. No, Don won one. He won the one with the Mavs. He was – or not the Mavs uh, – uh yeah dallas with with the Mavs. he was the coach when dirk won it wasn't he rick carlisle rick carlisle oh, was there. carlisle yeah um oh he may not have one i don't, Don I don't think he has one unless he has he's got really one sitting team. on a bench somewhere sitting down you know a few seats maybe maybe early in his his career or something yeah I don't, but uh and, and i'm not even sure lenny wilkins has one but pop has five Pop has five, and he and he was exactly. he's, he's been the longest tenured coach in the NBA for a, a long time, um, yeah. And, and yeah, I mean longevity means something, I think, and and it, it did for them. That's why they got all those wins. But Pop has been has had the Spurs at the very top, and he always credits he's he's the most humble guy ever. So he credits Tim Duncan and Ginobili and Parker and David Robinson and all the guys that came. Absolutely, through. absolutely. And uh, but I, I just I, I'm I'm excited about that, and I think you're right. You said earlier that in you know in a week when he gets to within two or three or four games, they'll start talking about it a lot more. And I'm going to be excited about that when Twitter goes crazy after he breaks it with a whole bunch of pop interview stuff because he is uh, the, he is an best. old grumpy man, and it's my favorite thing <laughs> when he so when he does interviews because he's so, the funny he's, thing he's is very you, funny. Go ahead. I was just going to say that is yeah. he, if you talk to his, talk to his players, he's a lot like Belichick, right? Like, yeah. don't ask me a stupid question or you're going to get a stupid answer. <laughs> but at the same time, every player is like, dude, he's funny. Like, like in pop in interviews is pretty funny sometimes. Like if, yeah. when he, especially when he thinks about the answer and get, and then all of a sudden, like you ask him a question, he's got to think about it because he wants to be a smart aleck, but he doesn't know exactly what to say. And then he kind of smirks and says something. Those are always the best ones. Very dry, very dry sense of humor for sure. 
but I love when he gets interviewed because he does. He gives reporters a hard time. He he makes them yep. feel dumb, which is not good. I don't like when other people do that. But for some That's reason, Greg Popovich does it. I don't know. It's just funnier. Um, well, now it's done. Now I think a lot of it is he does it because it's kind of what he does. You know what I mean? Everybody's expecting it. So you got to keep it going. Absolutely. So look, and, and you know what? He's, he's close to the end. I think, I think in the next, I, a lot of people were saying next year he's done. He's done maybe after yeah. this year. Cause they're talking about Becky Hammond taking over maybe as the first female head yep. coach. Um, She's been on his bench for like eight years now. It's been a while. Yep. Feels like. she, she has, she has been the head coach of games uh, when he's been thrown out, which he still gets thrown out all the time. <laughs> and when he was sick too, he was sick uh, a couple of years back. He got a little sick for a little while, or maybe his wife was sick or somebody. He his was wife, out for a while. His wife died like two years ago. Yeah. And he, he missed. Maybe that's ago. what it was. One of, yeah. 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 Um, so anyway, he, uh, I, I, I just, I just love him and I can't wait when he breaks it. The, the flood of stuff on the internet about yes. Greg Popovich, I'm going to go crazy. I'm going to have to take a day off work, I think, when that happens, just to do that. Yes. But, um, I, I, that's coming up, and, and people aren't saying a whole lot about that yet. I think you're right. Pretty soon they will. Um, number 10 on this list is the, next, is, is the next active head coach, and that's Doc Rivers. He's, I, I figured he's far enough away that it might take another six to eight years depending on what kind of seasons they have. Now he's coaching Philadelphia and they're good, but, uh, and then whenever they get something for, uh, for Ben Simmons, if they ever do, maybe they'll improve even more, but however that goes, Doc Rivers, I think is the next guy that has a chance to, to break Popovich's record. Sure. And then and uh, he's not that, I, I don't feel like Doc is that old. No, I don't, I don't feel like Doc is super old. I mean, he's got a kid in the league that's, what's what's what is uh he's got to be i mean that guy's he's been in the league for about five years now six years so he can't be 30 years old so doc can't be 60 yet is he is doc 60 i think doc's definitely i think doc's at least 60 yeah um I, you yeah, keep I, telling me what you think about it because i think doc rivers uh well I, I told you to keep to think about what you would say to me and then i kept talking um doc rivers so anyway, is exactly 60 years old He's 60 years old. Okay. Well, there you go. Um, but you know, he's, he's got he's, 10 years in him. He he can coach another 10 years and, and he can get enough, he's, you know, if he gets, if he gets, I think, I think I figured about 45 wins or so something like that, which would be a reasonable, you know, amount. <clears throat> he, he should be able to break it. And then Rick Carlisle's 15th right now. Um, he probably has another, you know, he, he's might he might be, close to doc rivers because i think they played about the same time in the league um but rick carlisle is like 200 behind doc rivers so that would be another five year four, four years or something like that maybe um but there's a chance he could do it nate mcmillan's off uh, 19th on the list and eric spolster's 24th those are the only guys that i th- think even you know remotely could especially spolstra he's not He's not that old. Spolstra's so young, and his teams just always seem to be ab- above average. Yep. Dude, I'm telling you, you get a bad team and win, win 20 games, a few t- or 25 games, something like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That, like, if you just have a ball, you can double your wins in a year yep. by just by just continuing to have 
So once again, it's not all the coach that comes down to general manager comes down to players that are, you know, there's a lot that goes into it, which is why pop always said, talks about his guys, especially here lately, because it's not like they've been great. Right. So uh, he's had a, he had a hell of a front office and, and, and some incredible talent, incredible talent on a lot of those teams. Yeah. I mean, he went from David Robinson and like, didn't skip a beat. Right. Like, I mean, his first couple of years was, David Robinson and uh, Elliot, uh, what was his name? Sean Elliott or yep. something Elliott. Yep. Uh, you know, those guys, and, and and they were good. They were good. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were in the playoffs every year. Yep. And I don't know how long he had them before he jumped in. With, and then Tim Duncan was there with David Robinson at the end. Yep. He had Robinson's career, and that moved into Ginobili and Parker. And it's like, dude, you just – I mean, come on. When did he start? When did, when did Pop start with the Spurs? I think it was 96. Seven, maybe something like that. Ninety-six wow. or seven. I want to say. That's insane. So ninety-nine was their first championship. Was that right? And he's, but he was so he was there before then, right? Yes. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he was. Vinny Del Negro. Vinny Del Negro. So Duncan was on the team at that point. Sean Elliott. I'm just looking at the ninety. I'm looking at ninety-seven, ninety-eight. Uh. Uh, Vinny Del Negro, Sean Elliott. Uh, who else we got on here? Jaron Jackson, Avery Johnson. Mm-hmm. Avery Johnson was on that team. Yep. Oh man, I you Avery Johnson one time won a game <laughs> with four players on the on the court that Arkansas. <laughs> they had Steve. Yeah, Arkansas they had Stephen Jackson. Alabama. Was it Arkansas or Alabama? I love Alabama. Avery Johnson. Alabama. God, that was he won a game with four players on the court. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Will Purdue is on that team. Dude, Will Purdue was still in the lead when Greg Popovich started coaching. That's insane. Chuck Persons, David Robinson, Malik Rose, Monty Williams. That was a good team back then. I don't know that he was even the coach of this team, to be honest okay. with you. Okay. Yeah, 96-97 was his first year. That was his first year? Yep. Oh, so it's two years before this. Uh, let's see if we can find out. Let's see that roster. I want to see when – because I want to know when uh, – Tim Duncan, when Tim Duncan got on, uh, when Tim Duncan was on the team, if he was there before was, Duncan. I think it was 97, 98, I think was Duncan's rookie year, I want to say. So the one I just looked at, that was Duncan's rookie year. How do I do this? 96 Spurs. Yeah, I think I just so. had it. You think it'd pop up easy. Here we go. Oh, this is 95 nine, next season. Okay. 96, 97, right? That's what you said? His first year. Yep. All right, so this first team is – Wow, that's terrible. Corey yeah. Alexander, Greg Anderson, Joe Courtney, Vinny Del Negro, Sean Elliott, Jamie Fike, Fike. <laughs> Devin Gray, Darren Hancock, Carl Herrera. I, re- I feel like I remember that guy. Stephen Howard, Avery Johnson, Tim Kempton. Vernon Maxwell was on that team. <laughs> Galen Niggerson, Will Purdue – David Robertson, Jason Sasser, Sasser, Charles Smith. Dude, you know who you know who Greg Popovich coached? You'll never guess what NBA all-time great, top 15 player of all time in my – I mean, I, I'm just saying that off the top of my head. I, I, I assume he would be top 15, at least top 25. One of the top three greatest dunkers of all time. Oh, yeah. Dominique Wilkins. Dominique Wilkins was on that team. Yeah. That's insane. Monty Williams. How, how crazy is that? Dominique, I didn't even know Dominique played for Spurs. 
That's right. He played for the Celtics too. Do you know that? <laughs> yeah. Sure did. Good for Dominic him. He got around uh, late in his career, kind of like Shaq. <clears throat> but, a little Shaq action. But the first year, Popovich took over. They went 17 and 47. The next year, which I think was Duncan's rookie year, 56 wins. Atta 56 boy. wins. And, then, do, the year right? after, and, and then, then the year after that, championship. There you go. It's that simple, bud. It's that simple. Just put the right guy in place. And put Tim Duncan on a team with David Robinson, and you're good to go. <laughs> That's right. And that is why he two, truly like two top, says two of the top 15 greatest big men of all time yeah. on the same team. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> all right. So I I just had to gush about Greg Popovich for a little bit there. Um, I'm sure I'll say something about it again in a in a couple. We of will weeks definitely. Well, see, he needs 11 wins. You said. Yeah, and their game tonight so, was postponed because COVID is postponed. When's the last? When's the last month of the regular season? Um, March. I think they actually go into like the first. We'll probably part talk about it in March. So March, sometime in March, we'll talk about this again. <laughs> Shush. When he gets another eleven wins, <laughs> <laughs> they're putting together a few wins. Although they might, it might take that long for the Lakers to get eleven more wins. I know. I've been dying watching this team, dude. It's such a struggle watching these guys right now. I haven't I haven't watched a ton, but I see their scores and their stats every night. LeBron's putting up great numbers, but yeah. but they're just not winning. And I, you know, of course, everybody's ganging up on on Westbrook and saying they have to get rid of Westbrook if they're going to win again. He's not playing bad though. Westbrook is not playing bad for this team. If you go back and watch, like that is so easy. That's such an easy cop out. I know I because I tape I, I record the games because Parker loves to watch them so I'll play like the end of game if they're good games I'll, I'll he'll watch them when he's eating breakfast or something like that the next morning um but dude Russ is Russ is not the problem it's not Russ is not the problem Russ steps in and does his thing when he needs to Who's do it Russ? Westbrook oh. hey, we got <laughs> Parker's watching the game the other day how many games have they played now right 30 some games yeah something like that He's watching. This is a week and a half, two weeks ago. We're watching in the morning. He's eating breakfast and he goes, Westbrook is on the Lakers. <laughs> Where have you been for the first first 25 games of the season, dude? What have we been watching in here? <laughs> and, and, I, and I noticed that LeBron's number six. That's right. And he noticed LeBron is number six now, right? Yeah. Because in 2K20, he was uh, number 23. So anyway, um, but yeah, it is not, it's not rust. They they haven't been healthy together. And I'm going to tell you this. I, I said this at the beginning of the season when they picked him up. The teams Russ has played for since he left OKC, the first half of their season has been below par, below average for what you would expect. And the second half of every one of those teams has had explosions in the second half. You gotta, that's a cat that you just gotta, you gotta figure out how it works, right? Mm -hmm. He's so explosive. He's not really ball dominant, but he is ball dominant. I don't know if that makes any sense at all, but he cannot be ball dominant, but for him to do his thing, he needs the ball in his hands mm -hmm. because he's not gonna catch and shoot from three all day, right? LeBron later in his career now can do that more than he ever did before. LeBron, obviously, with the ball in his hands is great, but he can post up. He can do so many different things. He can catch and make things happen. Westbrook needs the ball in his hands. Now, at the same time, can he still help your team without the ball in his hands? Yes, he's still a good defender. 
he good. He's not as he's not as great as he used to be. That's the one thing that's been annoying. There have been times on D where I'm like, dude, you and LeBron need to step it up. This is it's getting old. It's getting old watching. And then LeBron watching somebody run by him for an open layup and turning around and yelling at another player irritates me more than anything in the world. Take a step, dude. One step. Don't be irritated. The guy got by or somebody's not guarding him. Take one step over and get in front of him. I hate that more than anything. I love, you know, you know, I like LeBron. Mm -hmm. No, I love him, but he's getting old. I think think being in help and and defensive rotations are so much more um, important in the NBA because the offensive players are so good. It almost doesn't matter how good you are as a defender. A great offensive player is going to go by you and score. And and so you have to get, because you you can't touch them. You cannot touch them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that it, it, I, 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 I keep waiting for them. It's still early enough, but Dude, I keep I'm telling waiting. you after the all-star break, wait till, give me till the all-star break. I, the first two weeks after the all-star, I'm going to write it down right now I, on a page that I'll never come back to again in my notebook. I guarantee <laughs> I'll never come back a few pages. <laughs> yeah. Let's flip ahead. Let's flip ahead. I'm, I am. That's what I'm going to do. One, two, three, four, five, five weeks from now. All right. Five weeks from now. Lakers post all-star weekend. And I'm just going to put a question mark. And I, I bet you, I, I'm, I'm willing to bet that they go on some kind of eight out of 10 run after the all-star break yeah. and get themselves right back into the middle of that West. They're not going to get to the top of the West, but they can get themselves back into the middle of the West. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't doubt that. Um, yeah, when you have that much talent and that much experience on your team, I, there's just no way they, they won't, I don't, if they, if they do, then maybe you start legitimately talking about however it goes is, you know, is kind of the LeBron magic, you know, having such an impact on every team and making every team good, no matter who else is on it. Is that, is he far enough along in his career that maybe that's not going to happen every year anymore? Or is, you know, is Westbrook actually the problem or part or a big part of the problem Dude. is Anthony Davis? Because Charles Barkley said he this team is good. this team is Anthony Davis's team and he's not playing right now. The dude has not played very much. Yeah. What did Charles and, say? It, Char- I think Charles and Shaq both have have kind of called Anthony Davis out and said, look, you, you have to step up. You are the guy that needs to be playing the best right now. And, and uh, so that they've both kind of taken him to task a little bit. Uh, so hundred percent true that he is one, he is a top 10 player in this league. Mm-hmm. And just cause LeBron's on your team doesn't mean you can't still be a top 10 player in the league. Dwayne Wade proved it. Dwayne Wade was still a top 10 player in the league with LeBron on his team. You can do it. LeBron wants to give Anthony Davis this team. He said it multiple times. He wants Anthony Davis to be the best player on this team, mm-hmm. but AD and AD can and will be but he's got to, he's going to have to do something a little different. We can't have AD from the Pelicans those last couple of years where he only plays a half of a season. Yeah. You got, you got to get out of, you got to get on court. We can't, he can't turn into Chris Neff's Porzingis. That's right. my biggest fear. That's right. my biggest fear with AD. Yeah. And he's, I, I don't think he, his skills have, de- have declined or anything like that. I don't think he's old enough to be going through that. I mean, it's not even a little bit for everybody, nope. but. Yeah, he should be. Uh, he's got to get back to being a dominant player, 
And, and I, like you said, LeBron has said he will, he will give up some, I, I think that's probably why LeBron's numbers have been so good the last week or two is because he's like, okay, if he's not, if he's not giving me Anthony, the Anthony Davis, I expected, I'm going to have to step up, you know, and, and we can't count on Russell Westbrook shooting three pointers. Uh, and I have to score so that he doesn't shoot them because that's what everybody's problem is, is when, no, but when that's, Russ that's, shoots, the, that's what I'm talking about. When I say, wait till the second half, Russ yeah. needs to find his spot, right? Russ is shooting more threes than he needs to. And I think Russ knows that he knows that he's, he shouldn't be, but when you're getting catch and shoot wide open threes, in the NBA, you take that, right? Russ is a good enough player that he's going to take the open shot when it's there. And if he's coming off a screen and LeBron's doing something and kicks it out and he's open at the three, he's going to catch and shoot that three. Whether it's a high percentage shot for him or not, that's the right basketball shot in the moment, depending on who you are. I mean, not Ben Simmons, obviously. He'd stare at it for 37 seconds and then try to get rid of it. But Sorry, that's in, that's bang. that's mean. Dude, Ben Simmons is a good basketball player. Accurate. <laughs> but but Russ is going to figure out that they're going to figure out how to use Russ correctly, right? They're going to figure out exactly where to put him in, how to how to keep the ball in his hands in the right moments and get him into. Russ could be on this team and easily, easily with LeBron and uh, AD on this team. Russ should have. 15 to 20 assists every night there's no reason he couldn't do it russ has has won the assist title like four or five times in all, all those years that he that he averaged a triple double he was the assist leader in the, in the nba and yeah. even with chris there's Paul, no reason he's he still in his prime it. and that kind of stuff yeah he he should if he just concentrates on facilitating and you don't need to shoot from the outside at all on this team you don't need to do that and going back to your point about him taking wide open shots one of my favorite funny uh, quotes or, or favorite phrases uh, in basketball, open for a reason. <laughs> yeah, open, that's open no, for a reason 100%. because he can't shoot it. Yes. Um, Dude, we've got, a, we've, got a kid on, we've got a kid on Xavier. We've got two kids on Xavier. They're big, tall kids, right? Jack Nunji and, and Zach Fremantle. They can both shoot the three. They can. They can. They can shoot. They're you know, 30% three-point shooters. 27 to 30% is where they're at, right? It's not they're terrible, but they're not good. But they're open all the time. And sometimes a team will let us live and die by that, and Fremantle will go two for 12, and you go, dude, you know? Or, but then Fremantle will have a game where he goes four for four from three, but he only takes four. Mm -hmm. when, but there's, like you said, open for a reason. Yeah, and, and every time Russ is I open. say us. I just totally said us. I just said us. Oh, my gosh. That is what so many people can't stand about fans of teams. I never played for Xavier. I didn't even say Xavier one time in that entire thing. Nobody listening to this has any idea who Jack Nunge even plays for anymore. I think you is said still Xavier, Xavier or Iowa. I think you Did said I? Xavier. Oh, I Xavier I said we have a guy. I thought I said we. I think I, I, I don't care. It is we, dude. That's my team, dude. It I've been you. with that team yeah. since I was born. Yep. I've been with that team since I was born. So you know, you have some good teams that you know. I have some good teams that I know. Yes, I do. <laughs> Xavier being one of them. All right. We should yes. we should move on. We got to move into we're, we, we're jumping we back. We said into, we were gonna oh, go through this quick. Should we should we do NFL picks now or you want to do Mount Rushmore? Yeah. NFL picks now. No, we'll do NFL. Let's do NFL picks. Good call. 
All right. So the last time we were together was week 14. Um, Ooh, it's week 16. It's week 17 now. So we missed 15 and 16. Um, I apologize. So that, don't, there's no apology necessary for that because we left week 14, five games apart. So we have week 17 and there's now a week 18 in the NFL. So it's yes. possible that I could still come back and uh, actually technically I could still win. If I go three and oh, the you next could two still weeks, win and you go oh and three the next two weeks, <laughs> impossible. Um, now I feel really bad because I'm the one that I no. canceled the last two weeks. We could have done this podcast last week. I just wasn't ready. No, nope. uh, and I, I, I wasn't ready either. I wasn't going to do it either. All right, all right, whatever. So, so tell me what happened. Where what happened in week fourteen? Week fourteen, I I actually had an okay. So the week before that, we both went three and zero. Yeah, slime belly gutter snipe. I right. I went three and zero, and then of course you had to match me. Two and one. I went two and one in week 14 and you went one and two. I won a week. I won a week, Chris. Wow. And that Good brings me you, to, Schmidt. to within five games, which is why not impossible for me to come back and either tie or win this thing. But okay. I'm going to have to go nearly Here's perfect, the deal, bro. and you're going to have to not win. I'm letting you go first. Week 17. No, no, no. no. I, wait, or should I go? No, I should go first. To make sure you have a chance, right? Yeah, that's true. I know you've already got your picks. Do you already have your picks? I do already have my picks. All right. Well, then you go. No, then you go. I, and I'll, I'll just go I, with them. If, I'm not picking what you pick. No, no you, you can go. pick the same ones though. You pick whatever I, you no, like. No, I'm not doing. Dude, I'm not doing that. That's too. That's that's the list. I'm too competitive. I'm too competitive. How did it go? What well, was yeah, if you're was, if you're competitive, uh, you're just gonna no, want to win. And was, you're gonna pick the same ones. <laughs> no, Ted Williams. The year he hit four, last year he hit four hundred. I think he hit four hundred twice. I don't remember. Whatever it was, his manager was going to take him out. He got a hit in the first inning, and his manager was going to take him out to make sure he hit. He was like hitting four hundred one. And Ted Williams looked at him and said, "Are you kidding me? That's that's not the way I'm like. No, don't tell him. I'm not coming out of this game. I'm hitting. Like keep me in it." He still hit. I think he ended up hitting four hundred two because he had two he had two more hits in the game. So I am not messing around. I'm not going to take the easy road and just pick the same teams and make it easy. I'm going to let you go first. Pick your teams that you feel the best about, and I will pick three opposite teams of what you take. You're because I'm in this. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not taking the easy road, brother. We ain't taking the easy road. If we're going to do this, we're going to do it right. Well, you want to win. I mean. <laughs> Okay, you're, you're yeah, but I I could easily win right now just by taking the exact same teams as you. Right. What I'm telling you is I ain't taking the easy road, bro. We, we, hey, we're betting. I'm hey, I've done it all year. We're gonna keep it going. You have such such a comfortable lead that it's not gonna matter. You can take team. You you can take games you don't even want. <laughs> you're still gonna get it. All right, I will start with uh, Cleveland is a three point favorite at Pittsburgh. All right. I'm glad to tell you that neither team is great this year. Neither team's horrible, mm-hmm. I don't think, but neither team is great, which is a good thing for the Bengals. Uh, but Cleveland is a three-point favorite in Pittsburgh, which I don't know how many times that's happened. Probably very rare. I'm going to take Pittsburgh, the home team there. Let's I like to- that. That's a good – hey, Schmidt, that's a good pick. Thank you. Hey, uh, Denver is at the L.A. Chargers, and the Chargers are a six-and-a-half-point favorite at home. I'm going to go ahead and take Denver in that one and then give me Atlanta at Buffalo 
Buffalo is certainly going to win this game, but they're a 14 and a half point favorite right now. Atlanta has not been as bad as I, I thought they were going to be like Lions bad. I thought they were going to be Detroit. Well, they started off like 0 and 3. Yeah. They started off like 0 and 3. They're terrible. They were bad to start the year. Um, but but they bounced back a little bit and they've won some games. I think they've seven and eight. I, yeah, they're seven and eight. Yeah. That they yeah, I didn't expect them to win some of these games. So um, I am taking Atlanta to to lose, but not by 14 and a half, not by 15. Is this the first week? Can we officially put this down as the very first time ever in the history of us picking games? So what, three years now? Is two years? Is this our second year picking games, or is this our third? It's got to be three. I feel like, yeah, yeah. So if this is our third year picking games, I don't think you've ever picked three underdogs in the same week. You might be right. You, I don't know. I, mm-mm, I think I would remember that. You are a huge favorite go getter, brother. You're that's that's why you struggle with this. Yeah, I'm not to say a bad thing, but that's the big thing. People no. see who's going to win, and their eyes automatically go to the automatic winning team. That's why Vegas does so good in this because that's you true. see Cowboys minus five and a half. Oh yeah, the Cowboys got them. The Cowboys are beating the Cardinals. Yeah, we're good. All oh, five and a half though, right? You know that that's the secondary thing. Yeah. So anyway, good, good, good on you, boy. You're getting better, dude. You're <laughs> you're learning. You're learning. Well, we'll see. You're I've learning. had a couple of good weeks in a row, but we'll see. I, I might it might come to a screeching halt now. So before we uh, before uh, I I liked every one of your picks, so that's good for you. I don't know if that's good for you. I mean, I'm five games over you, which doesn't mean much, but that's still good for you. <laughs> so Schmidt, my question for you is. What is your total record for the year? It is uh, 21 and 21. Wow. And what am I? You are 26 and 16. 26 and 16. So you have not lost any money this year. You have not won any money this year. Good for you. Um, yes, but I'm about to lose. Your, I'm about to lose. That's, a, push that's a no. That's a scary, that's a scary thing for me because you are on a hot streak and I am rolling on a slow streak. So I do want to preface this, uh, that this is Wednesday night before the games. This is what we're looking at. We're looking at the spreads on Wednesday night. Um, let's start off. Uh, this is off the ESPN app, which is usually pretty accurate. So uh, can I first say that, that the Chiefs minus five in Cincinnati Dude, how awesome is that? That the Chiefs, the high-scoring Chiefs, are in Cincinnati this week and are a five-point favorite. That game over the last three years would be a 14 or 15-point game. Easy. And it's five points. That that is basically, if they play that in neutral site, that is Kansas City minus two. That is insane. I love every bit of that. Uh and, and before I get too deep into my picks, I would like to know, have you reached out to Andre Edwards? The, the season is over, um, not after this week, but the week after. Have you reached out to Andre to see if he's uh, ready, what week he's ready to come on board? And Because uh, we have a bet with Andre, too, mm-hmm. uh, all three of us, whoever did the worst at picking the Bengals' uh, end, of, end of year record has to sing acapella on the podcast, which uh, from experience sucks. 
I feel like <laughs> yes. I'm a much better singer than I did. I feel like I'm a much better singer than I was that day on the podcast. I got a little too into it and I, I lost myself and started screaming instead of actually singing. I feel like when I <clears throat> had a little water, I feel like I actually would do much better if I just would have been a little easy with it. You know, I, I've been thinking about that anyway. for a while because my pick was so bad that th- that that's been over. That bet's been over for three, three or four weeks now. <laughs> Um, what did you think the Bengals were going to be? That basically, this is what I was getting. To. What did you think the Bengals were? Going to be? What was your pick for the Bengals this year? I had them at uh, three and fourteen. Three and fourteen. Do you by chance remember what me and Andre had? Um, I have it. Uh, I'll be able to pull that up quick. Oh, I'm no, pretty sure I had nine wins. I'm pretty sure that I had them at nine wins. And after 17 weeks, I'd be nine and eight. I'm pretty I sure I had right. them with a winning record or nine and eight. And I think Andre had him at eight and nine. He was either seven or eight. He was right under you. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, real quick, can, can we all just be happy that the Bengals are where they are right now? Cause Cincinnati fans are going to be upset if they lose this game. Cincinnati fans are going to be upset if they lose a playoff game and all this stuff could easily happen. Mm-hmm. But we had people that honestly thought the Bengals would be three and fourteen this year. Those people are dumb. So I'm just happy to see. <laughs> I'm just so happy to see nine and six next to their name. Uh, I am too. I'm I'm happy to be wrong right. about that, but I'm not happy what, to sing. So do you know what song you're singing? Do you know what song you're singing yet? I I have several in my mind that I'm thinking about. I have not picked one. Specific. Are we going Lionel? Are we going Lionel Richie? I know you're a big Lionel Richie guy. I don't. I just automatically think that. Is that one of the ones you're thinking? What, what are you thinking right now? I did. You, you're right about me being a big Lionel Richie guy. I was not thinking about a Lionel Richie song though. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we'll just leave it as a. I, I want it to be a surprise for the day it happens. So. All right, so here we go. So Patriots, Jaguars, right? This is ah, 15 points. There's no chance. Nine and six, uh, Colts versus the Raiders, eight and seven. There's no spread on this. This is an even game. Mm-hmm. In uh, Indianapolis, I like this game. This is going to be a good game. And I'm telling you right now, I don't know what it is. I've picked the Raiders in this deal quite a few times. I wasn't sure what I thought about them. Early on, they played a tough game this past week against the Broncos. I believe it was 17-13. It was a it was a low scoring game, which tells me that they can go in against this Colts team with Wentz and and do something. So I don't know why I continue to like the Raiders, but it's something about Derek Carr that I really like. And with no spread, I'm going to take the Raiders to win that game in in. Indianapolis, which might be as dumb a thing as I've done in a long time, but still going to take it. Um, Philly's three-point favorite in Washington. I'm going to take. Uh, I'm going to take Washington in this game. I don't know what it is. Eagles fans, you know, I we all know what it's like to be an Eagles fan. It's almost like being a Jets fan, but the Eagles are just better and just seem to lose at the wrong time. So I'm taking Washington in that game. I don't know what it is about that Washington about that game that draws me to it. I love the Eagles, but so that was Washington a, plus that was a three. Three? Okay. Yeah, that's uh that's that's my home dog uh that I'm gonna take and then and then uh let's see last but not least 
Let's jump on the tell her we said hi. Um, let's jump on the man. I'll tell you what, dude. You know what? Here's what we're doing two and 12, two, 12 and one lines. I've won a lot of money this year on the lines. The Detroit Lions have, I'm pretty sure that they're better than 500 against the spread this year. They've lost a lot of close games. Seattle is a six and a half point favorite at home. I'm taking the Lions. Lions plus six and a half. Man, I'm letting you right back into this thing, brother. I just put you, you picked three great games. I took three games I don't feel. Did you, uh, well, you're a sweetheart for letting me, uh, oh, you froze. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh, that's all right. Can you at least hear me? I can, I can hear you and you're back. All right. So Detroit Uh, was at, Detroit was at Seattle. Is that, is that what that was? Yeah. Six and a half, six and a half point spread in Seattle. Got it. So Detroit is getting six and a half in Seattle. Got it. All right. I just let you back into it. This is, I want this to be come down to week 18. I want this to come down to week 18. I don't think it's going to, uh, but maybe that'll be exciting. That'd be exciting. It will be. But we just talked about singing, uh, and um, I'm going to have to do that in a few weeks probably. But uh, And I will get a hold of Andre and figure out. There's I don't no know if we'll probably. Have There's I, no yeah. probably. <laughs> you are singing. It's over. No, I, I know. You're I know. Singing. But I don't know if we'll have him on the week after the end of the regular season or wait and see what they do in the playoffs just so we can get him on and talk about our, you know, the bang like I have a review, a Bengals review. And then whenever they get done, maybe it'll be in uh, maybe it'll be in January or February or something like that. You know, if the Bengals keep winning. Uh, all right. Yeah. Cause I looked at that Bengals game and I was like, you know what? I can't, I can't pick against the Bengals anymore this year. I just can't do it. Nope. Good for you for not. That's going to be a good game. I'm, I'm in, I'm excited about that game. The Bengals offensive line is terrible, has been terrible all year. However, they have actually mixed things up to where the play action is working. Joe Mixon is carrying the ball, looking good. Um, and the problem right now is the uh, the Kansas City defense hasn't been phenomenal, and that's what carried them. I mean, you, you've got a guy like Patrick Mahomes who does his thing, but that defense was good, yep. really good. So offensive line not so good it's kind of taken back by the fact that the defense hasn't been so good on on kansas city you're going to get to see joe burrow versus patrick mahomes you're going to get to see a ton of incredible offensive weapons in that game there are so many offensive weapons on both sides of the ball it i hope this is a 56 to 42 game that would be fun it would be all right. So but anyway, speaking of singing, speaking of singing, uh, we have our Mount Rushmore is Christmas songs. All right. We're only a few days past Christmas. People at their, the radio stations that have been playing Christmas music for two months now, still playing it. Okay. So it's not over. Still playing it. Just holidays to it today. Over. Yep. Um, yep. And so we, we picked our, we're picking our, our four top four favorite Christmas songs. Um, so I, I, I'll let you go first. Really? Okay. Here we go. I got to tell you, oh man, 
my all-time favorite Christmas song by far. I don't know if you would ever guess it, but is Miss Mariah Carey. All I want for Christmas is you. That is, uh, I don't know what it is about that. I don't know if it's her voice or what it is. Mm, I love that song. Yeah. So uh, Mariah Carey, All I Want for Christmas. I heard that uh, she makes like a million dollars in the month of December every year because that that song is so popular. Yep. There's just one thing I need. Uh, Underneath the Christmas tree. Beautiful. I'm telling you. What is wrong with you? (laughs) (laughs) Um, We're going to go with All You Want for Christmas is You. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Jingle Bells classic. Can't can't go wrong with Jingle Bells, mostly for the... um, the off songs that come with it, you know, you've got, uh, you've got Batman smells. Sure. Dude, dude, Parker. Hey, we're doing a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I I couldn't, I couldn't um, hear him very well there. If he's going to sing it, he's got to get into the mic. Yeah. Hey, if you're going to sing, Adam said, if you're going to sing it, you got to sing it loud. Sing it. Uh, that's what i thought (laughs) all right so we've got jingle bells you can tell when i get away from the mic and it becomes an echo i apologize uh jingle bells mariah carey alone for christmas um you know there's a lot from here uh and and there are so many christmas songs but number three is going to be frosty the snowman it's simple it's old school it's what i love and then what'd you say old school. old school yep just like your dad and then um God, there's so many more so there is one song and i and i didn't write it down but i was in the car today and it came on the radio and i need to see exactly what it's called um before i say it but i didn't have it written down at first and um and I want to put it on here, but I don't know exactly what it's called. So let me scroll through this real quick and I'll tell you what it is. Chestnuts roasting on an um, open fire. Oh, no, that's a good one. Um, um, this is it right here. All right, I got it ready. This is uh, so this is on number four. And once again, not something you would expect, probably not something you were thinking. Um, but when this song came on, dude, I started jamming out in the car. And I was like, holy cow, this is one of my favorite Christmas songs. And it might be because it is by far my wife's favorite Christmas song, probably. I don't know that for sure. But more than likely, this album plays in my house consistently uh, during Christmas. In fact, what Aaron usually says in the house when she's ready for Christmas music is Aaron, or is uh, Aaron, Alexa, play in St. Christmas. In St. Uh, Christmas, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Happy Holiday. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy. That is huh. Holy cow. I told Alexa to play Christmas music and uh the Alexa down here in the basement just started singing uh just started playing 
Christmas carols. Stop, stop. Go, Parker, will you do me a favor and go into the other room and go tell Alexa to stop? Hit pause. I want to do it. Because you're not doing a podcast. <laughs> all right. Season of all. All right. So those are my four. I'll tell you, Chris, we almost always have at least one common thing in these. We don't have anything the same. We don't have here, one. Do we? we don't have one. I love it. That's good. Then this was a good one on you. <laughs> Thank you. I, I, number one, I'm putting Let It Snow by Boys to Men. Let It Snow. Mm. Beautiful, beautiful song. Um, number two, Silent Night, specifically by The Temptations. The Temptations do an amazing version of Silent Night. It's so good. Wow. You, you got to look it up. It, it's just super soulful and everything. Um, you're going to like this one. Tennessee Christmas by Amy Grant. Dude, uh, Amy Grant's got a heck of a Christmas album. My mom used to listen to that all the time. I grew up the the most the biggest thing that the Amy Grant and the Carpenters Christmas albums we listen to every yes. single year a ton. You're, it must have been a root thing. It must have been something with the moms. They must have all got together and said, "Look, we love Amy Grant. We're doing Amy Grant Christmas from like 1994 or whenever it came out." Probably earlier than that, yeah. <laughs> It uh, probably so, was. So Tennessee Christmas is so good. And then last, I'm putting Last Christmas by Wham. Last Christmas. Um, is that the song? Last Christmas, I gave you my heart. That's it. The very that's the next one. day, you gave it away. George Michael. This year. <laughs> Sorry. No, that's I, a good song. That's a it, good I love that song. Dude. George Michael. That. And just like everybody else, I don't know the other guy's name in Wham. I can't remember. I just watched a documentary about George Michael. A couple <laughs> weeks ago and I still don't remember the guy's name. <laughs> um, anyway, those <laughs> that Wham, uh, that's such a good song. And uh, so those are my four. Boys to Men, Let It Snow, Temptation, Silent Night, Amy Grant, Tennessee Christmas, and Wham's Last Christmas. Well done. I feel like those are those are all good. I feel like those are those are all good ones. I I, I kind of went um, Jingle Bells and, and Frosty. I probably could have done better with, but you can't love, go wrong with the tradition. I love Frosty the Snowman. I love Frosty. I love Jingle Bells. I love the. the I just love them. Frosty, especially if you're watching the old like whatever it is, claymation or whatever the old one. Yeah, it's that not claymation. That's that's all animated. Yeah, the the claymation yeah, yeah. ones. So we've talked about favorite Christmas movies before. We did this last year, I believe, and claymation is like all my favorite. So Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, claymation. Um, you know, there's a lot, but but the best one. And right now I can't even tell you what it's called, but it's the one with Burger Meister Meister Burger. Yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. I never got into that one for some reason. <laughs> Love that. Love yeah. that. Yeah. Watch it every year. We are so our family. So people talk about family traditions on Christmas, right? Like, what's your family tradition? We roast chestnuts on an open fire. We, I don't know anybody that does that, but <laughs> I we have so we've been married now for uh, 2009. Was that uh, 12 years? Is that right? 12 years? Yeah, 12 years. We've been married for 12 years. So we've had 12 Christmases together, huh? and I'm going to tell you that. Our Christmas tradition is just watching a Christmas movie every single night, sometimes two or three. We are a Christmas movie family. Do we? Is that am I wrong? 
<laughs> I'm not wrong. He's laughing like crazy over there. That is what we do. And I had somebody tell me the, yesterday, uh, it was my sister. I was talking about how, you know, I'm watching this movie, watching this movie, watching this movie. And she was like, my, my boys don't watch Christmas movies with me anymore. One's a year older than Parker. One's like six, eight months younger than Parker. I was like, what? No, that's our Christmas tradition. My boy will be watching uh, Prep and Landing, the Disney cartoon. I know. I kind of like Prep and Landing. He likes Prep and Landing. I kind of do. Anyway, they will be watching that with me until they're 37 years old or older. No. Whenever they move out of my house. (laughs) Uh, For their sake, hopefully it's before 37. But Yeah, uh, well... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no uh yeah it's fun and not just movies but i some of my favorite tv shows i like to go back and watch the christmas show you know any of them that have christmas specials or whatever the other day there Absolutely. was there was a, a marathon of all of the office christmas uh i know it's hacked to like oh, no. now but but yeah it's I, like i saw every one of them from every season i think um i think there was only Can one I say- yeah Go ahead. No, go ahead. There's only one. What I was gonna say. I think there was only one Christmas episode of the Andy Griffith Show, and I watched that. Anyway, go ahead. Nice. I am gonna say this, and and uh, don't at me or whatever they call it these days on Twitter or whatever. But The Office is totally a show that I feel like I should have seen every episode of. I think I've seen four episodes of The Office. Yeah, I have shows like that too. Like what? I get it. Um, uh, I I totally put you on the spot. I well, no, 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 no. The, the one we've talked about this before. Uh, the one about the science guys. Um, oh my god! Oh, you've never Big Bang, dude. Big, Big Bang was Bang, great. I, Big Bang. I I I only have not watched very many episodes because I think it was bad. I don't. I don't. I didn't like it. I've watched. Oh, see, I four like or five episodes. The Office. I just haven't watched much of it. Yeah, dude, Big Bang was great. There are uh, more. What's her there name? are more movies. Not me and like not Mia Kunis. What's her name? Uh, Kaylee Cuoco. Kaylee Cuoco. Yeah, mm-hmm. she was on the Burt Kreischer deal. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so on the, funny on the cabin. Yeah, <laughs> the, the greatest episode ever of the cabin. Please, if you are watching this, because we're about to get into our next segment, which is the comedy special. We actually did we not do. The cabin as a comedy, didn't we do that as our comedy have. special once? I, you know oh what? I think we God. both just ended up watching it uh, just just on our own, and I think we ended up talking about it on here. And we just talked about it. Oh my gosh, the best episode is the Quelly Coco Kelly 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 Quelly whatever her name is Coco Quoco Quaco. <laughs> that episode with her and Miss Miss Pat. Uh, <laughs> Miss Pat. Miss Pat. <laughs> <It's so funny. laughs> And, and the guy from Talk Soup, <laughs> Joel McHale. Yep, man, that was so. Joel fun. McHale and Miss Pat never met each other. <laughs> he comes out and he, she calls him Justin Bieber, and he calls her Precious. And <laughs> I never laughed harder. And they don't know each other. I've never laughed harder in my entire life. That That's how so you know great. they're they are true comedians because they can just yeah, trash on they, each other as soon as they meet, and they don't care. And yeah. they don't care. And it doesn't hurt their feelings or anything like that. Right. Oh, my gosh. Oh, so funny. 
right. That brings us into our comedy segment. Good segue. Uh, So Adam picked Lance Woods undeniable three weeks ago because two weeks ago I didn't watch it. Or maybe it was four weeks ago. Who knows how long you're supposed to watch this thing. Either way, I watched it yesterday. It's I, I still put it off. It's been a it's been a rough month. I haven't done much, Absolutely. but uh, but I will tell you, I, I finally did watch it. I've got a number written down, and uh, you you know what? I went I went first on Mount Rushmore. I let you go first with uh, with with Lance Lance Woods. Undeniable. It, it was my pick, and I didn't know I didn't know Lance Woods. Um, so I, you know, I was hoping, and we've had some success with some of those, and we've had a few of them that haven't been great. Um, we've had more success than not success. Like the yeah. one, the people we don't okay. know, and we've talked about this before. It's because these com- these comedians, they put together years and years of material into the best special they can get. Get a special, put it out. Their first one is unbelievable, yeah. and then they kind of sometimes can go downhill from there, depending on who they are. And it's funny you say that because I feel like lately we've had a few that we, we kind of felt like, or at least I felt like um, just weren't quite ready. Either they needed more time to develop the jokes a little bit more, or they, yes, or they, or they just weren't ready for a special. They're just not good enough comedians period yet. And I yep. felt like this was another 100%. one of those, Chris. I, I felt like this was another instance of that. Um, I, he said a few things, had a few ideas that weren't bad. That you know that that made me smile, maybe a light chuckle, something like that. But nothing, nothing great. A lot of low hanging fruit stuff. A lot of kind of predictable stuff. You know, he needs to take some 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 left turns when when you think he's going to take some rights. It, you know, he's got to he's got to switch some some things up and get some different punchlines. I think because I I kind of felt some of that stuff coming, or at least it just didn't surprise me some of the stuff. Um, and I'm like, okay, you know, I've heard that kind of thing before. I've heard that premise and punchline kind of similar thing. And it just, it just didn't blow me away. It didn't. Um, you know, I, I wrote a couple things down. He, he was talking about going to the, the white Thanksgiving, the white people Thanksgiving. That was some of that was kind of funny. That was the, um, that's he, the first, that's the first thing I have written down. And I got something to say about that. He said they, they eat at 11 AM. That's hilarious. <laughs> Cause what? for some reason Coming I've always, true. I know I've always had that problem. Like, why are we eating at two in the afternoon? This is dinner. What are you doing? Yes. Well, yeah. It's not quite. So once again, well done on pushing it a little further than it needs to be, but because no, nobody's at 11. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they, they do, but not at 11, but yeah. Yeah, like dinner's at two. And it's like, what? Now I get it because some families gotta move, right? But that's funny. They gotta go to many different places. That was good. I like that. There's one part of that that I've got a question about that I'm gonna ask when it's my turn. Okay. And the only other thing I wrote down was um, and I, I can't even remember it, it was I watched it a while ago, so I can't remember the whole joke, but I wrote down crackhead selling a bunk bed ladder. <laughs> I don't even have a bunk bed. <laughs> I need it for the best. I don't, I don't, I don't do Black Friday. I do Crackhead Friday <laughs> shopping. Crackheads always got the best deals. Crackheads are the best salesmen. That was funny. He grew up. This so this dude grew. So you so you're done. Go ahead. Go ahead. This dude grew up with 
with he said you know tough house blah blah blah. he doesn't drink he's a lot like adam he, yeah and all his buddies do the same thing i'm sure they do to you no seriously man here just try this yeah dude I, i'll tell you because people tell me that too like in their like people will say well yeah i i drank or i got drunk because like my friends just kept just kept buying me shots and putting them in front of me i can't tell you how many times i was hanging out at the bar with our cousin and he, he is Mr. Good Time, and he wants everybody to have a good time and, and love each other and be friendly and, and just have fun. And, and so I can't tell you how many times I was at the bar with that guy, and he bought me drinks and shots and put them in front of me. I passed it right down to somebody else. I just said, you know what? You bought that. You know I wasn't going to drink it. You have, That's to, on it. You, you have to give it to somebody else. It's, it's your fault you. If, you, yeah. if you waste your money on that stuff. So anyway. That's on you. Best best day of my life. But one of the best nights of my life was at Long Shots, a random, I don't even know. It was just a random day. There was like no one in that place except me, you, and Bobby. And we've talked, I've told the story on a podcast. It's been years ago, probably when we told the story, but sit down and you, me and Bobby go to Long Shots. We're at Long Shots. By the way, Long Shots is walking distance from both where I was living and where Bobby was living. So I think we all exactly. walked. We all walked there, right? Even, yeah, it was even closer to where you, yeah, right across the street, were right. living. You literally lived catty corner to it, right, on the corner. So uh, we call Adam up. Adam comes over, and Adam sits down. It was the greatest line of my life. He sits down and he says, <laughs> "I'll have a captain and diet. Hold the captain." <laughs> and me and Bobby. I've never laughed harder than my entire life at that. That was so funny. And we had one of the best nights ever that night. It was so good. Oh, I never laughed so hard as I did probably that night. We did have fun there. But anyway, uh, but anyway, so I can understand where you come from with, with all that. This dude says, says he's never had a drink, never smoked anything. Good for him. Good for him. There's nothing wrong with having a drink. I mean, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, I'm not going to hold it against you, right? So uh, it's not like I'm going to be like, Adam doesn't drink. Well, I do remember one time he had a Captain and Coke. I have an he drinks. Drink. No. I have an occasional yeah. drink every couple of years or something. Yeah. So, but anyway, uh, the point of the story was to say a little bit like you, good for him. Uh, reminded me of Brandon Phillips. Do you remember Brandon Phillips when the Reds won the NL, the NL Central and celebrated? And he yeah. said the very first taste of alcohol that ever touched his lips was the NL Central Champagne that I he drank when they that. won the Central. He said this is the first time there's ever been alcohol that has touched my lips. Yep. Yep. I thought well, that was pretty cool, man. I was like, man, good for you. When I, was, when I was 13, I had more <laughs> alcohol than you ever had in your life. <laughs> yeah. That was, yeah, I do remember that. That's funny. Um, by the way, two and a half. Two and a half for me. You go ahead. Go ahead and, and man. All right. So I should have saved that. I should have just waited. Like I said, years. no, I was gonna let you know. I was just about to tell you to do it because you always do it right before we do it at the end of the thing. I was just about to tell you. My 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 is because my sigh is because I was gonna say 2.9, but I gave him a 3.2. Oh, okay. um. And it was because it was because I was in a bad place and I didn't feel like I gave it its due when I was watching it. Uh, not a bad place. Not like I'm you know about to do something silly, but I was just down. not. 
my my mind wasn't where it normally is when I go when I'm watching comedy. Sure. And I didn't give it my full hundred percent. I paused it about seven or eight times, moving around with kids. You know, I've been home for a week and a half now, which is not normal for me. And and trying to watch it without them watching it. I just got one thing. I just got one thing. I the 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 interracial stuff always makes me laugh. Like a lot of that stuff is so it, it's it's funny to me. He's talking about the wigs and then he's or he's talking about the hair, the white girl hair if you're with a white girl and just everywhere, you know, like literally I just wake up and or I'll be moving down, I'll be walking down the street and be like, what the hell? I'll scratch my head and like a piece of Aaron's hair will come out. Like, where did that piece of hair come from? I was like, that's legit. And then he's joking around about about at least black girls got the 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 decency to take their hair off before they go to bed, which was <laughs> cracking me up even more. Talking about the guy he called the cop, the girl he called the cops on, uh, because uh, she's even, he's even, he's even there, got the same voice as her. That was funny. But here's my question for you. All right. Mm-hmm. I love Wildin' Out. Wildin' Out, Nick Cannon, Wildin' Out. It's one of my favorite things. I, I, I watch it almost every week. I've seen almost every episode. I love that show. And this comes up on this show all the time. You got, you got, you got white guys, you got black guys, white girls, black girls, blah, 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 blah. And somehow on that show, there's always something talking about picnics, cookouts, <laughs> Christmas, Thanksgiving, whatever you want to talk about. Yeah. I understand the mayo thing, right? Like, you know, white people, we love our mayo. I'm the king of that, right? Like I put mayo on everything. I don't understand the raisins and everything. I don't yeah. put raisins in anything. My family puts raisins, like I've never met somebody that puts raisins in anything. And th- on Wild Out, they talk about it all the time. Why do you guys put raisins in everything? We don't. <laughs> Why do you guys put, it was on this. Oh, you guys be surprised. I'm not, they, we eat all the same things. You're right. We do eat all the same things. And no, I don't think sweet potato pie tastes like pumpkin pie. Because it doesn't. <laughs> no. It doesn't. I understand it's got a, they both got a ton of cinnamon on them in it and all that but they don't taste the same i don't like either same personally, i don't like either. personally yeah. i don't like either if it ain't chocolate pie i don't want to eat it <laughs> exactly right? like i ain't eating it i ain't eating apple pie i ain't eating key lime pie i need strawberry cherry whatever you got i ain't eating it it's just this is what it is Not but i'm gonna tell you right now sweet potato pie pumpkin pie don't taste the same number one number two I don't understand the raisin thing. I, who puts raisins in stuff? Raisins are nasty. I don't know. I have been in, I have been to girlfriends for years, different girlfriends growing up in high school, uh, whatever, and gone to their Thanksgivings. I have been to in-laws Thanksgivings. I've been to done to I've never had anything that had raisins in anything. We don't put raisins in potato salad. We don't put raisins in fruit salad, which is very actually it it would belong in fruit salad, but we don't even put it in that. I don't put it in. in It's not in anything. There's no raisin. If there's raisins in anything, it's a cookie and I'm not eating it. I I don't understand. Like that joke comes up all the time. And I love white people, black people jokes, right? I love that. I think they're hilarious. They make me laugh because 
listen, you call it a stereotype, call what you want, but every once in a while you hear it and you're like, oh no, that's for real. Like that's legit. Like there's a little bit of truth in there, right? Like uh-huh. that's what's funny about it. I love it. I don't get the raisin thing. I was I'm so, so hooked with you. on that damn raisin thing. I was so hooked on that when it happened. I even talked to my wife. I paused it and I'm like, I don't understand <laughs> the raisin thing. I'm I'm hundred percent with You'll you. You'll never I, find raisins. It, it, it's that's he, he that's the second time I've heard it this month too. From a, I heard somebody else say that too, and I'm like, I don't I I, I have had, I've had the same experience you've had. I don't know about. I have raisins in. I, I buy these little packages of um of trail mix. There are raisins in that. That's the only time I eat raisins. I don't want raisins in my cookies. I don't want raisins in my cinnamon bagel. I don't want raisins in anything. I, I don't. I don't know. Here's the right. There is some I, sort of stereotype. I love trail mix. with raisins. Yeah, I love trail mix. But every bag of trail mix you ever see me eat, mm-hmm. I can hand you the bag, and it'll be filled with raisins. The nastiest. Who wants an old shriveled grape? That's disgusting. I don't want something that's gone bad. I don't want something that's gone bad. I don't want it. I don't want a raisin. Hated raisins since I was a kid. They taste disgusting. They're horrible. They're gross. You can put yogurt around them and give them to little kids. I don't want those either. I think those are disgusting. I don't understand the raisin thing. And I don't know why. Why? Why we we as a race get put into this raisin thing? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I will have to. So it, that that's the that that is the one thing that I came off of this. I, I mean, I uh, he he did have some he had some funny things. I laughed. I don't know that I ever really gave it its due, but after, with you giving him a two point five, I feel like maybe that two point nine I wrote down originally was probably right. I'm still going to say 3.2 just because I usually give people a little bit more laughs. I usually laugh a little harder than, than, than I should, but that was the one thing that stuck with me, dude. I don't get that. I don't get it. <laughs> I agree. I agree. No idea. No idea where that came from. It's constantly on wilding out. I'm, I'm looking at my phone cause I watched the episodes of wilding out on my phone. I love that show. Nick Cannon's wilding out has been on for 15 years for a reason. Right. Like it's funny and they do an unbelievable job, but they always, every time there's a black dude there and he's up against a white girl, it's always, why do your people put raisins in everything? And potato <laughs> salad? And they, we don't, nobody puts raisins <laughs> in nothing. You ain't never been anywhere. None of nobody that's ever said that joke has ever been anywhere where there was a raisin in anything. It's just a stereotype that they just go by. May, I, maybe it's like a coastal thing or something. Maybe it, maybe people do that on the West coast or the East coast or something. I don't know. Cause I'm, I agree. I, I don't know what the so raisin grows. I don't understand the raisin thing. I just, that's my thing. That's my thing. And, and from now on, that's, that's my new thing. Right. Mm. So that's going to be my new question. That's my new question. That's my new question. I just, I'm going to start asking everybody I know, do you have raisins in anything you eat <laughs> i don't care if you're white black puerto rican asian mexican i don't care who you are if mm-hmm. i know you i'm gonna start asking you when you guys cook something is there anything y'all put raisins in and they'll probably just say cookies and i'll be yeah. it and i hate raisins and cookies i hate nuts and cookies i hate 
nuts and brownies. I don't understand why people do all these weird things. I agree. Those are, that's weird. But I'm tired. I don't want to, I don't want somebody to walk down the street that I've never met in my life. Look at me and go, I bet that dude puts raisins in his potato salad. <laughs> Guess what? No, I don't. That's disgusting. <laughs> we gotta, we gotta start disproving the stereotype. Yeah. I don't know who I need to talk to. I don't know if I need to go to, I don't know. I don't know who I need to go to. Obama? I don't know. Who do I need to talk to to get this thing changed? I got, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but that's hilarious. And we were, we were really pretty close because my, my scale is zero to five and yours is one to five. So we were right in the middle. We were both pretty much right in the middle of our yeah, scale. So technically we were, we were, we were in the middle. And, and that's the thing is he was, he was good. When he walked out, that once again, though, one of the things when he walked out and he and everybody's clapping, he's like, "That's all right, keep going. I deserve this, man. I can't stand that." Tell everybody sit down and start telling your jokes. Yeah, I, I was trying to figure out. I was like, "Okay, he's got to be joking about that." But then I was kind of like, "Or maybe was it?" And then when you listen to him, you're like, "Yeah, no, he thinks he deserved it." <laughs> Which is, you know, good for him. He wasn't bad. I mean, I would say he was like, if we were at a comedy show, just a random, I wouldn't know this. I'll ask you. For a guy who's been in New York, who's been to L.A., who's done the comedy show thing. If this dude was at just a random comedy club, he would be one of the last guys to go. Right. He, I mean, he's he was good enough to be there. Good enough to be towards the end. It wasn't like he was telling some. It wasn't like. His timing was terrible or anything like that. Yeah. I, you know, in, in those like showcases that they do, like at the, like at the cellar, they have, you know, 10, 12 people or whatever a night going on in, during a show. And they don't even really have like, it, it's kind of, it's not really like stacked, like best to worst or worst to best or anything like that. Cause, cause when I was at the comedy cellar, David tell was last <clears throat> every night he was there, I think. And, and, but um, and, and actually that's usually how it goes. Like the headliner is usually last anyway, but it's last. That's there what are, I'm saying, by that. but there yeah. are good, but, but in those kind of shows there, there are, you know, good comedians. Like, like when I was at the cellar, um, Chris Stefano went on at like, he was like the second guy up or something like that, but that was like, he had a baby like two days before that or something. So he was like trying to get home. I guess, right? It just meant, it just depends. Well, it's kind of like the Joe Rogan, you hear Joe Rogan talking all, all the time about how he goes. He'll, he'll hit three comedy clubs in a night and do his act three times in a night. So yeah. he might go on early, in the middle, and then at the end, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But but in regular comedy shows, like a one-person show, like you're going, you're going downtown to see Kevin Hart. He's going to have a middle, a, a, an opener and a middle, and then he's the headliner. So, yeah, yeah. In, in those shows, yeah, your, your guys that are less experienced and that kind of thing are going to be first. And this right. – He's Lance Woods is a guy that I'm not familiar with and is probably a guy that would be in those kind of shows would be opening for somebody else or be, be a middle guy. You think opening, I would say middle guy. I would say middle guy. You got, you got a 15 minute guy. You got a 15 to 20 minute guy. And then you got an hour guy is usually how those things go. Right. So I put him in the middle. I don't feel like he's far from being at the end. The, the timing with the, uh, what was, Oh, what was the joke where he started naming a bunch of stuff and he just randomly threw, Oh my gosh. I wish I could remember that joke. Anyway, I, he didn't pause long enough when he said the funny one, he'd be like, 
Michael Jordan, Tim Duncan, Adam Schmidt. And then we go on to the next person. And it's like, hold up. Hold on, Adam, Adam Schmidt. That's the funny one. He hold don't for, belong, right? Hold for applause, yeah. <laughs> yeah, hold for applause right there, dude. That was good. It, people, when you start naming people quick, they have to think. So hold there, dude. That was funny. That's funny. Let it, let it sit. Let it marinate. Do your thing. Yeah. Or slow every name down. Don't, don't yell them out quick. Slow them down in between. So when Adam Schmidt hits, they've got time in between. Yep, I agree with you. I feel like we should be uh, should I feel like one of us should be a comedian. At this point in time, we should just be writing jokes for each other. We critique comedians so much on this show and are we're so the least terrible. qualified comedy. <laughs> yeah. Least qualified. I tell people all the time. I tell people all the time, like I I 100 percent can be funny with five people standing next to me. Yep. You put 20 people bro my it changes like it's totally different it's totally different yeah it's not so what these guys do in front of like what lance woods did which was probably in front of you know 400 people it looks like a kind of a smaller comedy not smaller but just a regular uh comedy club 400 500 people in there that's not easy to do like y'all don't under, like I, I also want to preface it with that like that's not easy much less kevin hart walking out on stage at a Coliseum with, you know, 50,000 50, people out there. It's not easy to do what they do, but if you're going to be a pro, you better be ready for the critique, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. I, they would say, though, that critique from another comedian, not from some bozos that are sitting in Cincinnati. <laughs> oh, 100% but, they would. But I feel like if we hung out with them, I feel like they, I feel like, um, no, they probably wouldn't want to hang out with us if they knew we did this podcast and we talked about comedy specials every week and they're like oh and and say we say say we became bigger and we were we were critiquing comedy specials every week these people would be like i don't even want to look at that dude no he don't know nothing was he what is he he's a he's a he's a he's a flavor technician right he's a he's a salesman what does he know about comedy well we are the people listening to you Right. But that's what this is. That we're just coming from the people that are listening to you, your audience. We are your audience. Chris, I have been thinking about this for a long time. And I think we've even talked about it a little bit, but I would love, I really want to, and I, I we're going to do it. Have a comedian on sometime. Probably not going to be a huge guy a huge <sighs> or anything, but just to talk comedy and, and not to critique, not to do anything like that. Let that person, him or her critique, if they want to, but just talk comedy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, you know, we can talk about our favorites and, and their favorites and their influences and that kind of stuff. I mean, they're asked about that stuff all the time, but we do a big part of what we do every week is this comedy segment. And it's like our favorite part of the thing. So I, I think we, I think we've got to get a comedian on to hear their. You like, I feel like a DeStefano. Oh, I was going to say Kevin Hart just because he loves sports, but I'm thinking, I'm thinking of a sports minded because there's a ton of comedians that could care less. Like, they, you know, they're like, oh, hey, I went to the baseball game and Joe Nuxall scored a touchdown. And it's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. okay. You know what I mean? That That's a joke that comes out a lot, right? That joke happens a lot because those there are a ton of comedians that aren't, you know, that, you know, have different things. So we need 
I need that community. If we're going to do that, it's got to be that community. It's got to be a DeStefano who played basketball in a Juco or whatever he did. Wasn't he a basketball player? Oh, DeStefano, yes. Yeah, he was a, he was a Division yeah. three basketball player at St. Joe's University. Yeah. D3, so I don't know if that's above or below Juco. I don't know where Juco falls into that whole thing, but, you know, somewhere in after, that realm. After, like it's, after D2, it's kind of all the same. <laughs> no, I was kidding. I don't know. Yeah, but where's JUCO fit in it? Where's junior colleges fit in? I, I think that's like not even. I think like D three NAIA. I think is all ab- above that. I think. So you remember when JUCO not. when JUCO getting a junior college transfer like that was a big thing. Actually, JUCOs yeah, that- were big. Tory Braggs. Tory Braggs was a huge JUCO transfer that came to Xavier. Yeah. And it was like, oh my God, we got this dude Tory Braggs for two years, junior and senior year. It was because they played two years at a junior college and then they could possibly go somewhere. And I remember I got a friend who played softball at JUCO. Uh, she was at somewhere in Tennessee and she played two years. She never, she didn't play four. She played two years. It was an associate's degree. And I think she moved on to do to go somewhere else she didn't play uh, softball somewhere else but the point is is juco used to be the thing before the portal was here (laughs) yeah i think i'm wrong about juco i i think it's not yeah i i think maybe juco is like no i you everything everything below d1 maybe or something i don't know i don't know i don't know is it i don't i don't anyway that's besides the point that's the person we need on this podcast though dude that's who we need we a, a JUCO that. comedian? A JUCO comedian. <laughs> I, I feel like if you if we reach out, we, we don't reach out enough. We don't, we don't, right. me and you don't reach out enough. Every okay. time we have reached out, it's worked. Yeah. No, no, no. I take that back. Glenn Breggs did not, hey, Glenn Breggs did not message me back on Instagram. Glenn Breggs did not mention you back, uh, message you back. And uh, Lance McCall, not Lance McCall, uh, Mo Egger. Never said anything back to me either. Actually, no, he did. He did say something back to me. He told me to send me something, send him something to an email address. And he gave me an email address. And I sent him the e- to the email and then never heard back from him. Ah. I believe we could get a Mo Agger. I think if I if we really tried, we could get Mo. It's but I think we could do do we got we've got to get let's let's make that. Let's make that our 2022 New Year's resolution. We are going to have more interview episodes on this podcast. We've talked about this for a couple of years now. We're in, we're like three and a half years into this. We've been doing this for a long time. And the 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 18 to the 22 people that listen to this show, they want that. That's what I, they want. I thought you were gonna say that's our demographic, 18 to 22. Males. 18 to 22. <laughs> That is definitely not our demographic. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> maybe it is. I don't know. Maybe that's the new thing. I don't know. Maybe they like looking at dad bods on the TV. <laughs> 35 is to this 45. <laughs> <laughs> God, we're getting so old. Oh, Lord. I know. Uh, all anyway. right. Well, all right. Well, that's what we, we gotta, got. So we got to figure out. All right. So you did the you did the, the the comedy and you did the Mount Rushmore last week. I have to do the comedy and Mount Rushmore this week. Or we can or or we can take one and one if we want to get back nope. on the I'm gonna go so so it's been 
I don't know if it's the end of the year and everybody wants to get their their COVID specials in or what, but there's been a lot. We've got we pretty much have our comedy locked in for the next three to four weeks. Yep. Because Netflix has got like three to four specials that just came out. Um, in fact, there's a new there's we've never done the stand-ups. We've never done the stand-ups. It's on Netflix. They do it every year. Most of the time, it's newer people. Nikki Glazer was on it a few years back. It's it's a good group. The stand-up, there's a new uh, regiment of six new stand-ups that are on the stand-ups on Netflix. But I'm going to go with a new special that came out here recently, and it is Mo. I'm going to say Amir. It might be Amir. I don't know. I think know. it's Amir. I think it's Amir. I've heard Ammer, of this. Mo Amir. Muhammad in Texas. Go Muhammad in Texas, Mo Ammer. Uh, guy I've never heard of again, but jumped on the Netflix. I'm telling you, I did so last time. The last person I didn't hear, I didn't know about on Netflix. I've, it's been good on Amazon. The Amazons have been pretty good to me on the people I don't know. Yeah. The Netflix, not so much. I picked the guy who the entire special was in Chinese. <laughs> that was bad i didn't i stopped i stopped watching it and turned it off <laughs> i got my chinese I out and watched the whole thing i went word for word looked every <sighs> word up that was so t- i sat there and stared i didn't even look at the dude i stared at the bottom of my screen to read the translation i'm like why did this even pop up <laughs> anyway besides the point we're gonna go mo amer muhammad in texas Oh, that means I got to do a uh, Mount Rushmore as well. So my Mount Rushmore, man, I had one a minute ago. Oh, I do got it. Looking over at Parker, Mount Rushmore, we may have done this. So correct me if I'm wrong. Mount Rushmore of video games. I feel like we we did something with video games. Uh, um, Man, did we? Did we do the, Nintendo games? I think we did Nintendo games. Did we do Nintendo? Okay. I think we did Nintendo games. Well, all mine are going to be Nintendo games again, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want to do that. Then. No, no, no. No, no, no. Shouldn't be we the same. Do nope. Not doing it. Not doing it. Not doing it. Not doing it. Here's, here's the new one. Something we've never done before. I've got it. I've got it. Mount Rushmore of animals. Your favorite animals. I've got my zoo cup here. I've got my zoo cup. This uh, zoo cup from three years ago, 2018, has a chimpanzee on it. We're going to go uh, Mount Rushmore of animals. <laughs> That's excellent. <laughs> Perfect. That's like Mount Rushmore of food. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> which was probably my thing that I did too. So general no. and terrible. It's not even fun. Animal cool. has good ones. Mine are terrible because I don't think about them beforehand. No, I, no. I someday think, I'm going to take this podcast seriously. <laughs> it doesn't matter. We do. It's not for... just going to be something for me to talk. Just an opportunity for me to talk to Adam on a <laughs> weekly basis. <laughs> someday if we if we lose the ability to do the podcast 
we're just going to call each other and talk for, it's really a couple of days. Cause we, we, we talked for 15, 20 minutes the, the day before to plan this thing. Exactly. And then Adam comes over and we hang out and there you go. And, and that's what it'll be. I'll just we'll keep calling call you every Tuesday and Wednesday like, for the rest yeah, of my call life. Call me on Tuesday. Podcast this is done. Call me on Tuesday and just be like, yo, hey, brother. Look, I want to come over tomorrow. Let's go ahead and get a uh, – let's get an idea of what we want to talk about before I get there. And then when I come over, we'll go through the list and we'll talk about what we were going to talk about today on the phone. <laughs> I'm going to bring a microphone that doesn't work. It's not attached to anything. Yeah, just it's not talk. hooked up to just anything. You guys don't know this, but right now I'm just talking into the iPad. I've got fake. Uh, these are fake. Everything's fake. It's fake. Fake, 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 fake. What about that microphone? <laughs> what about that microphone? But what about the microphone? That's what Parker wanted to say. I was just kidding, buddy. It's not fake. All right. So anyway, Adam, you got anything to, to, to finish this thing off with? Uh, I don't. I'm looking forward to uh, to the next year. I mean, this is the last last one we'll do for 2021. I'm looking forward to more interview shows uh, next year. And um, and when I say next year, I mean starting next week, hopefully. Literally starting next week. And and the first interview is more than likely going to be Andre Edwards, which means that the, pretty soon Adam's got to say. He, and we'll also find out who has to do 100 push-ups due to the NFL picks. Uh, there's a lot coming to a close here in 2021. I want to I thank every oh, God. No, I'm so sorry. I, I, I did research on both of my um, things that I'm going to have to do. Uh, both of my huh? research yeah. on push-ups. I did research on those today. I did about 15 or so. See how I felt. <laughs> no, I didn't feel great, but um, and then I also was listening to some songs specific. And at a time, that's to... why the 10 at a time was the way to go. I'm telling you right now, you can bust 10 out and feel good yeah. and give yourself five minutes and you ref- the, the muscles are refreshed. I'm telling you from a guy who's had to do it twice because I've lost so many bets. The 10 at a time is the way to go. Yeah, but you didn't. You did 20. 20, 15, 20, maybe 25. Well, only no, I did 20 one time at the end because I, I got behind. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see. I gotta I gotta work my way back up, buddy. But I'll do that. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. 100 push-ups in what we usually do an hour and a half, two hours is not that bad. Yeah. So um, once again, I want to thank everybody for the year of the nosebleeds podcast it's been the craziest year of the podcast so far without a doubt half the year was on zoom half the year wasn't we're going to end the year on zoom um thanks for continuing to listen uh it's been it's been a fun year um it's been a terrible (laughs) december and thanks for everybody who had all the good things to say about uncle paul he's the greatest man in the world. Happy birthday, Uncle Paul. Are we officially past it? Not yet. Oh, yeah, we are. Shoot, yeah. It's almost one o'clock in the morning. Adam <laughs> Schmidt. Yeah, dude, you're up at one o'clock. Uh, uh, Parker Witt, once again, thanks for hanging in there. At the end of the year, always Parker is in the pot, in the Rum Dum Studios with us, keeping the tradition alive. He's played 12 games of NBA, NBA 2K22. Until next year, brother. Cheers, and don't forget to turn your headlights on.